watching i am not prepared for a live stream so just bear with me i had it all pulled up here and now it's all disappeared i got like three computer screens going how many computer screens do you have going just one just one right now all right i just had it there we go comic book girl 19 all right we'll start we'll start the intro over because nobody's watching anyway, so. Okay, yeah, there she is, Wikipedia. Book Universe Podcast, Comic Book 19, also known as Danica 19. Uh, a YouTube personality and adult model known for her commentaries on comics, films, books, and television shows. She has a degree in sequential art from SCAD, Savannah College of Art and Design. Wow, you're big time. Welcome. Welcome to Thank the Book Universe. How are you? I'm doing great. We've so been happy to be here. Likewise, we've been following each other online for quite some time. Yes. And you've been on YouTube for what, 10 years now? It, yeah. it looks like I went all the way down to the bottom. A decade. And looks like you've got over 50 million views now. Mm -hmm. that's, that's impressive. I think you're right at like, 
was it 500,000 followers? I think you had more than that. And then you went down. Yeah, I had like, I think the peak was 525 or so around there. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm more like, maybe like 480 or something. So I've been I've been slipping dog. (laughs) Did the pandemic affect that? Or did you did you do you bring did you bring any of that into your comic book world? Or did you just kind of just leave that at the door? I can't remember i may have mentioned it but it's been very like just we yeah we don't really talk about it we're here to have a good time right fun time that's what i appreciate about your content is it's nothing political it's nothing what's it's it's more it's you stay in the fantasy world of uh sci-fi comic books mm-hmm. so why did you start this channel 10 years ago there's a few factors, but one of them was I had just started reading comics again on the weekly. Uh, I was working at a tattoo shop and my boss uh, and I both started like noticing the Piercer Kirk. He was like reading every Wednesday, bringing him in. And we were like, man, we want to start reading. So then we would shut down the shop, all go to the comic book store up the street, get our comics, come back. And this is when like, I think New 52 and like Marvel now was happening. So like everything was kind of like restarting. It was a really good time to jump in. And I got really into, you know, reading the X-Men again, reading all these comics, but I just like really didn't have a lot of people to talk to about them. I mean, I had my friends at work, but um, I didn't have anyone to talk to about them. And I was dating someone who was um, a videographer and they'd been making videos for a long time, but they were making like bigger stuff that was like taking like, you know, four years to make. And I was like, bro, you got to make something that's like shorter. Get me drunk put me on the couch, have me talk about X-Men. Let's put it on YouTube, see what happens. And we put it on YouTube and we saw what happened. <laughs> and here yeah. I am 10 years later. So are you guys still together as that? Because uh, I was wondering, yeah. I, I, know, I know how much it takes to do video production and you have yes. a lot of, uh, you know, stuff in your videos that, I mean, I know as a video production person, it takes a little bit of time. So are you yeah. doing these things solo now or is it a, still a somewhat of a team effort? Yes. uh, We broke up a while ago. I want to say it was kind of like off and on for a while there towards the end. I mean, it was like the the show was kind of a Band-Aid baby for our relationship and it worked for many years. But then eventually, you know, it was kind of like, oh, and we stayed. I stayed a bit longer than I wanted to just because I loved our baby so much Mm -hmm. Um, and wasn't sure what would happen to the show if we split up. But I finally was just like, look, I got to take the plunge. I did it. Uh, and I feel like we officially split ways, parted ways in like 2018 or so. And so then I just started doing book clubs on, and streams on Twitch for a while because I knew I could handle that by myself. And eventually I taught myself how to edit and use the cameras uh, that I had kept in the separation. You know, <laughs> and It wasn't a divorce, but I mean, we were together for a long time and had a lot of gear that we shared. So. I just, uh, and, you know, with the help of, um, I started uh, dating a, a new man and he helped, has helped me like figure out, I mean, he didn't, he didn't know either. Like we both were like two monkeys, you know, with a fucking coconut trying to figure it out. Like, how do we get this footage off the card and how do we do this? And I, and I knew basic stuff, but uh, I just kind of like taught, taught myself and I'd watched my ex edit for like years like you know eight years I watched him edit so I was like I already kind of understood how that worked I just had to figure out the you know where all the buttons were and everything so but I started um the first two videos I made I created them using like this camera setup and like this mic. So I just like did it all with this like kind of crappy <laughs> like webcam stuff. Mm-hmm. And then from there, uh, switched up to the the nicer cameras that I have and, and started doing that again. So, yeah, so I've been 
learned, I don't know, I've taught, kind of self-taught now. and That's awesome. Myself, yeah. So this guy, I, I, I assume you're still with him, right? The guy you're with, you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. Where did, where did you meet him? Now, I know with my Float Universe account, it's hard. And I'm not even on YouTube. I'm just like a guy making memes and stuff. I'm relatively hidden for yes. the most for the most part. So did you find him out of your audience or how'd you no. meet him? Uh, it's actually a really great story. I this was during the pandemic. Um, I think it was it was during it was September of 2020. And uh, I was really frustrated and sad. And I just felt like I'll never find anybody. And I need to give up on love and having a family and these ideas. And I need to quit torturing myself and just consecrate myself as a priestess of Athena and just focus on you know, whatever that means. You know, it's just like, just focus on my studies, focus on my career, focus on those sorts of things and stop like being, you know, wanting these relationship type things. And uh, I take myself to the beach. I was at Point Doom in Malibu. And I mean, I was like literally like by myself crying, like, like, like boohooing quietly into the sand. And then like, I noticed there was some like, there was some fucking um, dolphins out there. And, and then I was like looking at the ocean. I was like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go jump in the ocean. I'm going to be a priestess of Athena, you know, cause they were all so celibate, you know, and I'd, I'd been kind of like doing some, um, some, I want to call it California celibacy. I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't like, I was not taking dick at that time. You know, I was still kind of fooling around in other areas here and there, but nothing like, you know, nothing. Um, Are you straight or bisexual? Some, uh, I, you know, I like to call myself trisexual. What does I'll that mean? I'll try whatever. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, try, I'll try. I'll try it. I've tried some stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I tried a few things, but I. So I'm going into the ocean to consecrate myself, uh, and there's this guy that's standing there, and I go to dive into the wave, and I just get slaughtered by this wave. Just absolutely, I've never been destroyed by a wave this hard before it took my sunglasses it threw me back up on the shore very violently i had a sand burn on my ass and this guy was watching the whole thing and he looked down at me and was like are you okay and i was like yeah <laughs> totally trying to play it cool and we just started talking and kept talking for the rest of the day of, at the beach and we ended up walking to the top of point doom and we were sitting there with our legs over the the cliff and he was like, and I didn't ask him this. This just happened. He's like, you know, my name means hope. And I was just like internally like, oh my God, you know? And then he was telling me all this stuff. He's like, oh, I have a degree in early childhood development and I have this and I have that. And I was just like, whoa, Aphrodite really intervened. Uh, she was like, nope, you are not for Athena. You are mine. And here is a man. And then we've been dating ever since. Awesome. Yeah, I, I would assume it came from your audience, you know, because I have fans and I'm just a guy. I, I assume women have more fans because men are more aggressive with the DMs. Like, I, <laughs> like, for example, I have a few of my friends that always get and they're You know, they're not even putting themselves out as models, but they get um, guys messaging them for feet pics and stuff. Oh, yeah. So I, sure. I, I know with somebody with that many views and that many followers on all these different accounts, you just the DMs must be blowing up all the time, especially you're out there. Mm -hmm. uh half naked all the time you know especially right, and dressed right. up like a nerd half naked too these guys right. love that shit 
They do love that shit. But I feel like most people are pretty respectful and I, and I don't really get a lot of people, you know, asking me to go do stuff. Yeah. Um, and I also don't look at like a lot of like my general DMS and stuff. Like I'm not, I'm not really in there. Like I'll peek every now and again, but like I, Email is the bane of my existence. There's just too many messages. Oh, I don't like messages. I, uh, I feel everywhere. bad. Yeah. You, now your Patreon, do people send you messages? Like, because that's where they can really like, you know, they're paying. To, yes. To... yes. And I'm bad about messages on there too. Me too. Sorry, oh. Patreon people. <laughs> I, I really am. But um, I'm so bad at it. Oh. But, but you, and you got a great website too, by the way, comicbookgirl19.com. Yes, got, it needs to be uh, updated. It needs to be updated. I was looking at that. I'm like, what color is your hair today? Now, is that your natural hair tonight? Well, the, the root part is is au natural, but right. the, we're at the bleach blonde phase. We're doing the platinum deal, which is where I started before the colors. You know, it was mm-hmm. like a bleach blonde thing for many, many, many years. And then I started doing the colors and went through a tour through the entire rainbow of all the colors. Yeah. And, uh, and now we're back. I didn't know if you were going to be bald or side shaved. Yeah, I assume, yeah, I assume yeah, you went yeah. bald for a while for all the wigs, the cosplay and all that. Well, I just went bald because this was this was after like the breakup and everything. And I just wanted to reestablish myself ah. like, something different. And so I was like, you know what? This is such a comic book girl thing. And I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, I was just like, I got to we got to start over. It's a whole new deal now. Yeah, people, uh, you got some really intense You've got Sandman and Delirium. You've got the, let's see, Dr. Manhattan. That was a personal favorite of mine. Oh, gotta, yeah. The Dr. Manhattan one was really good. Like like years ago, somebody on Instagram was like, oh, I can tell you who your soulmate is. I'm like, okay, really? Cool. Hit me. Hit me up. And I had just posted a picture <laughs> of myself with the with the blue and the float tank, but I wasn't trying to yes. be Dr. Manhattan. I remember that photo. And the guy's like, that's your, that's your soulmate. I'm like, I don't know about that, bro. Just because we have the same color <laughs> picture right now. Yeah, I man. that was weird. And then you know, the eyes wide shut. You've got the high times. That's what that's one thing we wanted to talk about tonight, I think, was weed. Right. Do we want to talk yes. about weed? Now, yes. Do you smoke weed? I used to smoke weed. Okay. And I've gotten off of the weed train. I'm off the weed. Not to say that I haven't taken a, a toot here and there, you know, like on very rare occasions. you got a whole gallery dedicated here in like a. a weed, I know. Uh, I, I used to be a weed nymph. I yeah. was a little weedette. I was always smoking morning, noon, and night every how long, day. How long did you start? How long have you been smoking before you quit? Man, for years and years. Um, I mean, I would say, yeah, like, like five years, like really, like pretty. You know, it was kind of like a gradual thing where it became more and more. But I feel like for at least five years, I was definitely like very dedicated. When did you and quit? It was kind of just like a. Why did you like quit? Up though. I quit. I went on a a journey of self-discovery and uh, I was in Tucson and then I went to Sedona and it was very hard to get weed and I was forced to not be on it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I just really realized like how dependent upon it I was. And I just felt like that wasn't healthy. And I realized that I had really been using it as a crutch and using it to manage my anxiety and my stress and everything else. And so I was at that moment, this was post breakup. So I was like, hey, like I'm in a new thing right now where I can remake my life however I want it. And my life was very stressful, mm-hmm. but it's not anymore, you know? So like, let's just like focus on creating a life that doesn't stress you out all the time. So you don't feel the need to smoke every day, all day. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. And it took time. I mean, like when I got back, I stopped for a little while, but then I got back on. Uh, I, you know, I fell off the horse. What city do you live in? What, what, what city do you live in? Or what I'm state? in Los Angeles. Oh, that's so it's, right. Yeah. It's everywhere. It's like, right. it's like everywhere. You'll be walking down the street. You'll be hit by a cloud of it. You know, it's, it's the rivers of weed are flowing in Los Angeles. You, 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 man, Los Angeles is like ground zero for insanity over the past three years. One of the places besides the whole West Coast, basically. Any, and any. Oh my God. Yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, geez. I mean, it's been a lot. So you quit smoking. Mm-hmm. And you, how long between quitting smoking and then meeting your new guy? Um, let's see here. It wasn't very long because like I had I had quit and then I had started again and then I quit again. And then I think I met him right around the time where I was like, OK, I'm done again. And he's sober. So and he's been sober, like he'll be sober for like 25 years, like in May coming wow. up this year. Congratulations. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, being with him has really helped me <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to stay on the horse. Not that he's like on my case about it or tells me I can't do it or this, that and the other. It's not like that. But just being around his influence of somebody who is uh, in a sober state has been very helpful for me and a good influence, positive influence. Well, I'm right there with you. It's been about seven days, but I've decided mm-hmm. um, to try long-term sobriety to see what yes. kind of what kind of phase changes. And right now I'm in that very painful spot of, I've right. smoked for 12 years and I think it's like down to the core of my being. It's in my bone marrow, right? I, I still sweat it out. It's, I was going to ask you, you get the night sweats, you sweating it out, bro? Um, uh, so, you know, that's what's been bothering me. I've been having like the cold chills, the, yeah, the night sweats, the, the little bit of nauseousness. And um, yeah, it's, it's not been fun. No. And, and people who say, oh, it's not addictive. Like what? Yeah. Like, A, yes, it is. And B, it's like, okay, so you're like physically having to sweat it out. And it's something that's like stored in your fat cells. So it yeah. takes the longest to get out of your system. That's what happened to me. I quit a couple of years ago and for about 90 days, it was, I did it on Instagram. And after 90 days, I still couldn't pee clean. Yeah. That's how deep it was in my, and I'm skinny right. too. It's not like, it's like my body's full of fat cells. It's just it was right. in the core. I'm, I'm dabbing, I'm pinning, I'm eating it, I'm smoking it. <laughs> yeah, right. What was your preferred method of ingestion? Uh, of I, I really just love smoking a bowl. You know, yeah. I always had my pipe with me and I just love smoking a bowl. Like, I mean, I dabbled into vapes, but the vape is just, it is a little different. And of course I've done a lot of edibles too. I mean, I've, yeah. I've experimented with that, but that's such a different thing. You know, it's like, I, I hate the vape. It, it's yeah, not the, the same at all. Yeah. It's not, it's gross. I'm not a fan of it. And I, I will say now that I've been, been like off of it for a while now, um, regularly, just like not doing it. Like when I have taken a little bit like a friend gave me like a vape the other day like hey you want to try something and I was like oh fuck it sure and I just like took a little hit of it and then I was just like oh, oh all the dry mouth yeah. hit me. I, was like, oh, I forgot about all this like oh this sucks yeah. you know I was like what am I doing like yep. I hate this now Ugh. I finally reached that threshold and maybe week isn't much of a threshold but where it's like if I do it now all that progress is gone yeah well what yeah. made you decide to stop well 12 years of smoking waking up smoking uh yeah. You know, every chance I get, especially at night, what was really happening, which was bothering me was that I get through the day fine, be relatively productive, but then mm-hmm. I get home, 
I do a little delivery job, but I do all this art stuff too, but I have a little delivery job. I come home three or four o'clock in the afternoon and I'm smoking weed until I pass out basically, like literally until yeah. I pass out. Some nights would be eight o'clock, some nights would be midnight. And not yeah. only that, but I'm destroying the food, absolutely destroying it. I'm going to bed with a fast stomach. I wake up, you know, need, need, <laughs> yeah. just, so just a nightmare, just a nightmare. Yeah. Make, making people upset. I'm missing podcasts like this. I missed probably two or three podcasts because I passed out. Oh no. Didn't, didn't mean to pass out, but you know, you lay there, at, you know, yeah. seven or eight o'clock at night, you're really stoned. You had a good meal and you hit that bed the wrong way and you're gone. Yeah. And then absolutely. the next thing I know, it's 11 o'clock and I missed the interview. So, well, it, you know, one thing that I really um also noticed about like when I was you know deep in my weed addiction was that like I just I didn't feel clear like clarity like yeah. I missed the clarity and I do feel so much more clarity like I was like in a I felt like I was in a haze you know because yeah. I was literally and figuratively and now I do feel like that clarity like coming back and like getting sharper and like that was one of those things um where I'm like and I think a lot of people face this, especially artists that are like, they use it to be creative, which it can, I think it can help. I think it can oh, absolutely. open. Absolutely. But I think it does reach a point where you're like, you fogged out your house completely. Like your mind is so fogged up mm -hmm. that no ideas are coming. And that's, that's another, there was the two reasons really. So it was the, the late night passing out. And it was the fact that my creativity went down completely. No memes, no, no interest in anything. And I would, I would come home and sometimes it would be two three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, man, I got five or six hours of good working time here to edit or write or create something. But I'm like, yeah. let, me just, let me just get a little quick hit, you know, right, but, then, but then it, it turns into three hours and I don't even care. But <laughs> like I come in, I'm like, I'm too stoned to sit here and do this shit. So yeah. Well, I, like, I, like that's the thing about weed. I think a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, think about it. it's called weed and like, what is a weed? It's something that just, mm -hmm. it sneaks up on you and you just, before you know it, it's growing everywhere. Right. Yeah. That's what it does. Like, it's like, Oh, I'm just a little, uh, and then before you know it, your whole backyard is full of them. Yep. I, I look at it like this. So we all have our own vibration, right? Our frequency, our consciousness is set to a certain frequency. I believe I'm, I'm, I'm sure you kind of believe something like that as well do you or what do you think yeah. about that yeah you agree yeah, yeah. we're all okay we're all set with our little vibrations right we all have our own specific frequencies like on a radio mm -hmm. dial right so mm -hmm. most people um are low frequency they live below fear i mean a, a majority of the population and so we get high right we get elevated that's what we call we smoke we, we get high and so yeah. i think marijuana has its own frequency and it's above a lot of people's frequency and so mm -hmm. when they smoke weed it brings them up into the higher they get high they get into this higher frequency and it's nice it can show them things but if you stay there too long okay so for example somebody who's never done weed before and they're getting their minds pretty closed and they're just a normal person they smoke weed and, and they they might say i need to do something different I, need, I might need to change my life i might need to do this but um maybe they do maybe they don't but the people that sit there so it's like i i, I say it's like a house that's being fumigated okay mm -hmm. if you let weed into your life you you you, you cut, let it in do its job and then you it, it leaves and you go back in the house but people yeah. that sit there and smoke weed all day like me they're fumigating constantly they're not really learning the lessons they're not willing to drop it and go forward which mm -hmm. every psychedelic journey i've had in the past five years has said you need to quit weed before we do anything else with you yes, oh, I yeah but i didn't listen you know because i want to keep smoking weed. i enjoyed it but 
and a, so it can be a great friend. You know? It can <laughs> be company, man. <laughs> but but I, I think some people will never get above marijuana frequency, and that's not a bad thing. And so to use yeah. it, I think, can be a good thing. But certain people, most people, I think, can progress beyond a, a higher frequency above marijuana. So mm -hmm. to not let it go is to hold yourself at this lower frequency. Mm -hmm. And so people who are doing, I think, you know, conscious spiritual work. I think that's something to think about um, as a as a possibility that you're you're holding at the marijuana frequency and not moving beyond it, and and that's where I was kind of feeling like, okay, I need to try this, and I and I do know, like I said, when I tried for ninety days to stop, and I did, it was like a whole like it was like being psychedelic, being sober because I wouldn't, I hadn't been in that frequency for like ten years, so um, that's my theory on weed. It. It holds yeah. you at it holds you at its frequency until you let it go and you drop back down, or you're doing conscious work, breathing, um, meditation, yoga, mm -hmm. psychedelics. Mm -hmm. It brings you higher. The same thing with acid, excuse me, or mushrooms. It takes you into that state of being, and it's usually higher than your own. Yeah. And you and you want to stay there though, but you can't. You can't stay in that acid frequency. It's no. hard to get back. Do you, do you like psychedelics? I do. I do enjoy psychedelics. Um mushrooms especially like right now i just yeah. feel like i really like the naturalness of the mushroom mm -hmm. i mean i've tried lsd i've tried dmt i have not tried ayahuasca that's something i'm definitely be, like, interested in trying um but uh but yeah mushrooms i feel like for me though i don't like do them and like go out and like uh, party mm -hmm. time like for me it's like okay i need to do some mental and emotional cleaning and so I'll, you know, take a, like last year around this time, I took like a heroic dose of mushrooms and just like had a big cry connected with dogs randomly, um, like had, had some messages come through and then felt really good. And like, like this burden had been lifted. Cause for me, I don't, I don't love crying. I mean, who does? I mean, some people actually do love crying. I'm not a crier. I hate it. It's so, it's so draining. And I get sinus so tired, issues. Yeah. Oh, you know, crying. But like, this was like, man, I just like get all the crying out that's stuffed in there. Mm -hmm. And I need to learn how to cry when I need to cry instead of having to use this. And that's something that I am trying to do consciously is like be more in touch with my emotions and allow them to come out and express themselves and like do their thing and not kind of repress them. But that's one thing that mushrooms does help me with is like get out some of the repressed emotions that I have in there. And once that's over with, then I just feel so much better and like so much lighter. Yeah. Do you do breathing exercises? I have dabbled in the breathing exercises. That'll um, open you up for crying. If you want to cry, it's mm -hmm. like do stretching. Here's you know, uh, here's what I love to recommend to people. It's called um, traumatic stress release exercises or TRE. Tr no, traumatic yeah. release exercises. You ever heard of that? No. So what you do is, you're, you know what your psoas muscles are like right here? Yes. Okay. So a lot of emotion and a lot of... Um, for example, like when you get traumatized, like think of an animal, when an animal gets traumatized, the mm -hmm. animal shakes the trauma out of itself, right? You see an animal yes. that's traumatized, it's like naturally shaking. Well, right. humans have yeah. egos. So we, we tend to suppress, especially men, we tend to suppress, you know, we don't want to look stupid. We don't want to look weak or anything. So we go through something traumatic and we suppress it. Mm -hmm. And, or, or you get traumatized in, in, in another way. And you don't even know, like as a child to even how to deal with that. You can't even, you're not even trying to consciously suppress this. You do, you might even, your mind might even split. You might even create an altar or something, but the TRE, what it does is there's a certain, there's a, there's about five or six exercises and they're very easy to do. Anybody can do them. You can look them up. You can look them up. You can look them up. I can't even speak. You can look them up online. Mm -hmm. And what they do is they 
it's a few stretching exercises that get your psoas to start trimmering. Yeah. And then you lay on the ground and the trimmers start flowing through your body and you're releasing, mm -hmm. you're releasing, releasing. And I'm laying there having visions of things I couldn't remember from childhood, just boom, wow. like things being released, things being brought to the, the surface. Yes. So if you want well, to, you, yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm all about that stretch life. Like last year, my resolution was to touch my toes. Mm -hmm. And so, and I'm continuing like on my stretching journey because I am not the most flexible person in certain areas and I would like to be more flexible. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like if I'm more flexible physically, I'll be more flexible mentally and more flexible emotionally and more flexible in all the areas. And I think that's very positive. So yeah, I'm here for trying some, some stretch techniques to get that psoas muscle. Cause I have that so right thing that like has the little things and you lay mm -hmm. on it. And it yeah, like yeah. goes in there, you know, like I do use that sometimes. You could probably um, incorporate that with the TRE. Mm -hmm. and, and again, it's there are all these things you can look up online. It's free and it doesn't take, it takes probably about a half hour to get into the point where you're laying on the ground and you're trimming it all out. Yeah. But breathing exercises and stretching exercises, if you want to cry naturally without, you know, yeah. chemical uh, boost. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Oh, you're a tattoo artist. Are you still a tattoo artist? No, I've retired. I've okay. retired from tattooing. Uh, when I did my my Kickstarter for Comic Book Roll in 2015, like I started in 2012, and then I think in 2015 I did a Kickstarter, and then I I stopped and haven't haven't looked back. So you're doing so well. Then is this your only job, like being an online personality? Yes. You don't go yes. to a nine to five job. No, I don't. Um, awesome. Although it hasn't been easy to do that. I mean, you have to work a lot to not work. You know? <laughs> right. But I do you a do. lot of merch and, you know, in the modeling. Where's your merch? I saw, I, I don't see the merch on the website. I was looking for your merch. I was oh, gonna say, oh it's, on a, it's on a different site. I, okay. I, I, I got to like redo that whole thing, but it's danicaxix.bigcartel.com. So that's my. Do you make, do you make more with merch or Patreon? Or you don't have to answer that if you don't want, but I'm just I mean, I, I, Patreon uh, is, is the highest. Yeah. Well, you got the, the second. Okay. So let's get into the other thing. Cause how do you feel about like all your things online are about, well, first of all, let me ask you this. Cause I don't have a, mm -hmm. a Wikipedia. Did you do that yourself or did somebody else do that? No, I didn't do it. I have. Right. I so you have know. some fan or something. Mm -hmm. Cause mm -hmm. it's well-documented with like the sources are really good. Like somebody did a really good job on it. Like, no, wow. they're so sweet. These angels. I'm also on wiki feet. Oh, I <laughs> didn't. 4.5. I didn't dig that far. Five. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you've got so much content that I saw on the first few pages. I guess I have to dig a little deeper for the feet uh, <laughs> version. Whenever I post any picture that has my feet in it, someone will grab it and they'll put it in that gallery. They are on it. I don't know what the fetish is with feet. I've been really trying to understand that for years. And I just can't. I don't know yeah. what it is. I don't know what the fetish is. Um, that's nothing I'm interested in at all. I'm, but no, uh, so, either. okay. So that being said, um, you're 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 known online for your YouTube, but you're mm -hmm. also now online. It's for like a it says you're like a model or like a nude model or something. What what do they describe yeah. you as? Adult adult model. That's what it is. An adult. That's a very model. nice way of putting it. That's a very nice way. Of How do you feel about that? Is that something you um like embrace or are you like eh, I don't know about that? Well, I mean, it's something. It is what it is. Um, it's been really fun, and it's a great way for me to not have to work a nine to five job. And uh, it's like, you know, I think of it as just like, oh, I'm living this silly, sexy life in the San Fernando Valley. <laughs> I get to like dress up in these cute little outfits and take hot pictures of myself in the prime of my life. Well, that's and the thing too. Yeah, you dress for up everything, all the content that I'm making. So I'm very grateful to it. But it's something that does have a time limit. And it's not something I want to do for the rest of my life. 
you know, and I feel like I am kind of getting to the point where I'll be turning 38 this month. So I'm just kind of like, you know, yeah, uh, you know, it's like, uh, I, 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 I couldn't tell old your wife said, well, you got to be between like 28 and 35. Oh, thank so, you. That's what I was saying. But I get, I get bored doing anything, you know? So it's like, and I feel like I've done it. Like mm-hmm. I did it and I feel really proud of the work that I've done. And it's been really fun. It's just cheesecake cutie it's, stuff it's, well i don't know i haven't looked at the nsfw all i see online right, is the, right. the, it's, the, it's the, not the, like the dune and the blade runner mm-hmm. now, do you do the nude stuff outside of the costumes do you do like just a, you know completely away from the comic stuff yeah 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 on on patreon um i have i've been doing like monthly shoots where it's just like lingerie shoots and spicy okay. shoots and like okay. oh i'm in a pool oh i'm you know in in uh little japan you know whatever and like cute little outfits and stuff and like flashing and all sorts of all sorts of different situations you have to get very creative yeah so, now, yeah i've been doing a lot of different stuff did you were you doing the nude stuff with the old boyfriend or wait, when did the when did the the nude stuff start like with did it did it start with yeah, being single or did it start with a certain guy it started with my ex but it was because we were breaking up and we had a lot of debts that we had incurred together and we had credit cards that was kind of like in both of our names and it was for the business and stuff like that. And so I wanted our split to be very clean and I wanted everything to be paid off and there's no this, that, and the other. So we worked together on the first um, nude calendar that I did. I'm trying to think of the name of it. It wasn't drawn to life. It was, I don't know. One of my, one of my, the first calendar where I, because I had done a sexy cosplay calendar, but like there was no nudes. Mm-hmm. So the first nude calendar that I did, that was definitely for like, hey, I got to like, we have to split up. We need money. We got to pay off these cards, like get this done and then like move on with our lives. And then it's just something that obviously like it did so well and I was making so much money off of it. And then especially after we broke up and I wasn't doing the show anymore, I was like, well, what do I, how do I support myself? What do I do? You know, cause I'm not, I'm not making enough money on Twitch and I'm certainly not making any money on YouTube. So that was kind of what I focused on for a while while I healed myself and like figured out how to make my own videos again and like do all that sort of stuff. And it paid off my student loans. Nice. Um, I mean, you know, it's been great. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't have any complaints yeah. about it. Like I said, I'm very proud of the work that I did. I love everything that I've done. And I've never done anything that I was uncomfortable with or didn't want to do. Right. Like, and I've, and you know, people have been like, good and only fans, or you should do porn. And it's like, yeah, I know I could make a lot more money doing that sort of stuff, but I don't want to show you my holes. I just want to be cute and have like little titty. Okay. See, so yeah, that's the thing. I don't, I didn't know how actually extreme it went. And yeah. I it doesn't, it's, okay. it's just like cheesecake like, 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 like modeling kind of, yeah. it's it's not like porno shit there's no right. penetration stuff right. there's no video work there's like nothing like that right. it's just like oh hot pictures and right. titties and butts okay <laughs> now when you uh, wh- where did you decide wh- where's the divide between comic book girl 19 and danica 19 that was um again that was like after the breakup you know i just wanted to like reestablish myself as myself and also too i mean you know, comic book girl 19 and it's like I'm in my you know mid-30s at the time of our breakup and I was like I no longer feel like a girl I feel like a woman or a person or whatever but I don't feel like a girl the internet has made a woman of me so I wanted to make that transition and I have a great name so why not use it so yeah, yeah that, was, that was a part of that rebranding situation I was going through and the 19 I guess is I, I looked that up as about the tarot was that the sun 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you're into the tarot. Uni- universal endorsement. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've even um, helped produce a tarot deck with uh, I'm not against tarot, but I think there is um, something to reality where like the I Ching, for example, is very similar mm-hmm. to tarot. It's a predictive yes. uh, tool, a divination tool. Mm-hmm. So it's just, a, you know, h- how much you get carried away with it. If, it. if you let it dominate your life or something, right. that's when it can be, you know, maybe not the best thing. But yeah. a lot of Christians would be like, you're not supposed to be touching those things and doing those things. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, whenever I do readings for somebody, I ask them, when they, you know, if they want if a specific question that they want to form, I advise them and guide them to form a question, not in the form of should I do this or should I do that? Like, don't give your power away. It's more like, what is the outcome if I do this? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's like a, a safer way to go about it with the tarot instead of, you know, treating it like some, you know, parental, giving it some mommy power or something over your life. It's just, it's nice to consult with it. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. It's like some people get a little carried away. And right. Dictate everything that's going yeah. on. Do you, have a, do you have a favorite deck? You know, I have like, I kind of have gone back and forth. I mean, the tried and true is like the Rider Waite Smith mm-hmm. deck. Uh, I, I like that one a lot. It's just the one I learned on. But I, I have just, I recently got like the Hermetic Tarot, which I didn't really, I didn't really like it that much. I do use the fountain tarot, which is a, a variation on the rider weight. Uh, and I pull a card from that every morning. So I do use that one for just like a little single card mm-hmm. pull for my daily situation. But then I also, I've done a lot of research on the Marseille, which I like a lot. Yodorowski is a big mm-hmm. fan of the Marseille deck and I have his book on the Marseille. And so for a few years there, I was really just like working more with the Marseille. And I'd like to get back to that at some point. Surprised you don't have your own deck. No, I, I do kind you? of, <laughs> kind you, you, of. You, you designed your own deck. Well, I worked with photographer Alan Amato and we got, um, well, he rounded up really like, I don't know, like 50 models and took photos, nude photos of all these people and put them and made a, a Ryder Waite Smith, you know, variant, but using, you know, just nude models. And we have all sorts of sizes and shapes and colors and orientations and where can you buy those included. Uh, I have some on my website, uh, Danica xix.bigcartel.com, my store site. Okay. That's yeah. That's, I didn't check that one. I was just going in. I was really researching mm-hmm. a comic book girl, but yeah, it's called the heretical fates tarot. Because yeah, I, rem- I remember, when you- yeah, okay. I, I remember when you changed, and I'm like, uh, but I went to your YouTube, and I'm like, the Danica stuff is on the comic book 19. You didn't really make your own. You, you didn't switch off of that, you know. No, the I felt like the YouTube it would be like YouTube suicide. To for sure, for sure, there. yeah. So I was sure. like, oh, I'll do it on my social media, but like, I'm not gonna do it on there. It's refreshment time, folks. Taste that you're there and you're there thinking jesus h fucking christ what is this what is it what they are doing with this visible language that they create is they're making gifts they're making gifts for you and they will say and you're looking at this thing, and as you look at it, it 
also transforms, changes, speaks, sings, uh, undergoes metastasis, undergoes metamorphosis, and these things are just accumulating. And each elf machine creature elbows others aside, says, look at this, look at this, take this, choose me. That if you could bring a single one of these objects back to this world, that somehow you wouldn't have to say anything. You would just walk up to people and say, friend? And people would say, oh my God! You know, you got a piece of the action, the real action. Still plenty of time to come and be served at the refreshment center before showtime. Super jealous right now that, be, that I'm talking to you. So, Aww, thank you. <laughs> but uh, let's get into some comic book talk, right? Yeah, sure. Okay, so DC or Marvel? Marvel for me. Yeah. I uh, For me, also Marvel. Um, DC has really been just, except for Batman, really bad right. with, the, with the movies. Yeah. I have not liked the DC stuff at all. No. No, not really. I mean, I enjoyed the the James Gunn um, uh, Suicide Squad two. I never saw that one because the first one was so bad. I'm like, There's okay, no the way. first one's really bad, but give, yeah. give two a chance. That one's actually like worth your time and attention. But I'm I can't really think of anything else. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing else is coming to mind that I like really 
enjoyed out of i mean their the, their movie situation is is kind of it's 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 really bad like been messy. Uh, the superman was the super, uh, cavill as superman great casting oh, but the movie henry cavill horrible oh, horrible movie though horrible I movie know. justice league horrible ben affleck batman don't like it. what's the best iteration of batman the best iteration of batman i mean are we talking about like movie wise we talking yeah about, we're like, talking just movies right now okay just movies I would say I just rewatched this uh, on my Mystery Danica Theater on Twitch, but I watched uh, Batman Returns, the Michael second, Keaton, the yeah. Michael Keaton one, and that movie's so good. It's yeah. so good. I, it still gets me so hype, and it holds up so well, and it's so sexy, and just mm-hmm. oh, Catwoman's so hot in it, and Danny DeVito's the Penguin is great. Everybody's just great in it. Everyone is great in it. So I'm a big fan of Batman Returns, personally. It's not CGI heavy. It's like right there. I like uh, no, the, the 89, 91, 92, those movies. It's just They oh. really mastered the props and the, yeah, the miniatures and it's not CGI. I yeah. personally like Chris Nolan and uh, Christian oh, yeah. Bale, Batman. Oh, he's great. He's so good. He's so, super I mean, I realistic. Say, yes. I, yeah. I didn't see the new one, though. How do you feel um, about the new one? The new, oh, I mean, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But it still just felt a little, I don't know. I just, it's okay. You know, it's just, it's like, eh, yeah, watch it. It didn't feel, I was worried because it's like three hours. It didn't feel like three hours. Um, and it's worth watching, but it's not something that I'm like, I need to go buy this on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need this for my collection. And like Catwoman and him, like they just, you know, they were hot, but they weren't like, Michelle Pfeiffer just set the bar so high. Yeah. Maybe it's just my nostalgia buttons. Maybe she gave me like some weird sexual awakening when I was a child that like no one can ever touch. But, you know, she just, you know, and she wasn't bad. Not saying she was bad, just not Mm -hmm. as good. You know, I've I've had the best. I've had the best. And then those Schumacher Batmans really, you know, Hit, go and, go down the toilet. I think I don't like them. I need to revisit those. It's been a while yeah. since I've watched them, and I would like to revisit them. I mean, I'm sure they have their charm in their own way, um, but uh, yeah, yeah. That's I like it's interesting too. I like the actual DC comics as a kid. You know, those characters versus the Marvel characters in the comic books as a kid. Now, comic mm-hmm. book wise, what do you prefer, DC or Marvel? Uh, Marvel. And it's just the X-Men. I'm just like a big X-Men fan. So it's really just, I mean, I like other Marvel properties, but like X-Men is kind of where like I hang my hat. Okay. So who do you like, Rogue or uh, Jean Grey, uh, Storm? I mean, well, if if it if we're talking about like, you know, A-listers. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're talking about A-listers. I love Storm. I love Jean. I mean, they're like amazing. I love, I mean, I love them all. I love Cyclops. I love Wolverine. I love mm-hmm. Gambit. I mean, it's just like, the, I see myself in like all of them which is just like, I don't know, something that really works for me. But personally, my favorite, favorite character is Dazzler. She's kind of a D-list character. I was going to say, I, I could go about B level and that's after that you lose me. Right. Yeah. Da- I love the disco Dazzler. I love mm-hmm. Dazzler and I love um, Spiral as well. She's like a villain. That's kind of like a D-list villain that I'm, she's part of the mojo verse. She's got six arms mm-hmm. and samurai swords and like cybernetic shit going on and she can dance through dimensions and she's fucking crazy. I like her a lot too. What do you think about the past like 15 years or so where we've just had an explosion of like nerd pop culture, right? I mean, obviously this is your whole thing, but like you go everywhere, the Funko pops, the shirts, it's like overkill, I think. And yeah, yeah. I mean, where do you, do you, do you collect like statues? Like, what do you, do you collect anything or as a fan? 
I mean, and, I have a, a couple of Funkos, but like, I don't yeah. really like. Uh, you don't. You yeah. don't get the big statues from like Gentle Giant or whatever. <laughs> no, I don't have any giant sideshow collectibles. Sideshow, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't I'm a really... Star Wars fan. I used to collect all that Star Wars stuff. Yeah, I don't. I don't have no, I hate it. that stuff. I know, right? That's, you like Star I mean, Wars I have, at all? I have, couple, I have a couple things. Like, I have like a one of my fans, Davey. He sent me um, a Barbie of the Dark Phoenix. I have a Dark Phoenix Barbie, so she's like on my shelf, like mm-hmm. hanging out. And so, like, I have a couple things here and there, but it's like not. I don't do a lot of the collecting stuff. It's just more like I would just collect the comics, a lot of those. But lately, though, now I mean, I'm I'm off of the X Men. They lost me. They lost me a couple years ago with that Hellfire Gala. And I was just like this Krakoa deal. And ugh, like, I just don't love where it's gone. So I've just kind of like been like, you know what? It's for, there's other people that enjoy it. It's not for me. That's fine. Like, I'll move to other pastures. Are you excited about uh, Marvel acquiring, you know, Fox and all that and getting the X-Men back and all those other characters into I, the MCU? What, what do you think about that? I used to be really, I used to be excited about that idea. And now I'm terrified. Now I'm like, please leave them alone. Don't put them in a movie. Go mm-hmm. fuck yourselves. You're just going to ruin it. Because especially now, like, I mean, if if this had been, if they had the X-Men when they were doing Thanos, all that. Yeah. you know, and when it first started, it would have been lit. I feel like it could have been really cool. But now like post Endgame and post COVID yeah. and everything else. It's just like, no, it's not going to work. They're going to fuck it up. And I just don't, it's going to hurt my heart. I just don't want to see it. I just want to see them fuck it up. And that's what they're going to do. Were you a big Marvel MCU fan up to, I, I mean, I was until phase four and then yeah, after yeah, Spider-Man, yeah. I didn't see, I, I saw Shang-Chi or whatever, the ring guy. I saw mm-hmm. that one, Fing Tong, whatever his name was. Yeah, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. I liked that one, actually. I really did. Yeah. I kind of liked that I one. I heard good things about it. I didn't see it, but I heard like people tell me it's that it was It's the same actually, mediocre like, formula, the though. You know, like yeah. the Marvel sucks for... Marvel's biggest problem is they don't... Ha- they did have it with Thanos, but they don't have like a Darth Vader that continues throughout the movies. Right. They kill this little puny bad guy at the end and they move on to the I next know. movie. I and know. Doctor Strange, huge disappointment for me. Did you see that one? Yeah, I did. I did. I was, I just don't think I like, I think he's better as a side character, like Benedict Cumberbatch as Dr. Strange is good when he's playing off of other people. I don't Mm -hmm. think he's strong enough to carry a movie on his own. It should have been a Scarlet Witch movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't like what well, they she's did. not she's not strong enough to carry it on her own either, though. Well, the I don't thing think. is, though, the thing that just like was kind of upsetting is somebody who's been watching this character. And then I watched the WandaVision show, which I really liked WandaVision a lot. Oh, I didn't like it. And then and then they 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 go back on everything they did in WandaVision and then just, oh, she's evil now, you know, in like two minutes. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, wait, what? Like, I mean, it was it was there was parts that were enjoyable and it was like cool, like cool visuals and stuff like that. But I just felt like, yeah. You know, eh, that's not really. I mean, again, end game was the end. End game. I think so too. I think like, so too. That's it. And it's done. You did it. You did it. Move on. I also think it was predictive programming for the uh, lockdowns and the, you know, Thanos snapping his fingers, 50% of the population disappears. I think, <laughs> I think that's what they were. I think that's what they were going for with the pandemic. And that was like, oh, the, that was that, uh, like they were setting it up and for everybody mentally, right. like, cause Thanos, it, that, that ended right when the pandemic started. Yeah. 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 I there, never made that connection. That's hilarious. Oh that's man. Really it was, uh, that's what I'm always looking for in these movies. I'm looking for, I know, I know. I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking at the cameras and stuff, but I don't like the CGI stuff because 
um, for one thing, a lot of the CGI now is just so cheaply done with Disney because yeah, they just got so many things going on. But Dude, one thing yeah. I hate about CGI is unnatural camera movement. Mm-hmm. You know, things that impossible camera movements. I like this stuff to be real. And that's yeah. why I like those earlier Batman movies, because it's all really, oh, yeah. it's all really there. It's very grounded. It's very grounded. It's either props or it's, it's little yeah. miniatures or it's something, but it's actually there in front of the right. camera. It's not some right. digital shit. You know, it's interesting. Like, you know, you're still talking about the, like in WandaVision, one of the things I really liked about WandaVision was that I was seeing, you know, a thing of like, oh, we have this red woman, the Scarlet Witch, which is like the Scarlet Woman, Babylon, mm-hmm. uh, which is like a big thing in Thelema and like Hermeticism mm-hmm. and the occult. And so I was like, oh, we're seeing like, this is like, she's a signal of end times, you know, mm-hmm. like, like the Scarlet Woman is here. Like, oh, so that's kind of like what I was, I did actually a whole episode about that um, on my YouTube channel. And I, I really enjoyed breaking that one down. I came out of that movie. And I didn't take anything before I went in it, but I came out of that movie feeling like something was done to me. Mm-hmm. Like the way they shot that movie, it was, it, that's a movie. You're talking about Endgame? No, I'm talking about uh, Doctor Strange and oh, Doctor uh, Strange. Multiverse yeah. of Madness. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. was it Sam Raimi? Yeah, Sam Raimi. And, uh, and then after that, we get Thor, Love and Thunder. I didn't see it. I refused because I, didn't the re- see it either. I saw it on the plane recently because it was free. And I fell asleep. I, I can't even fall asleep on a this is how bad it was. I can't fall asleep on a plane ever, no matter what. <laughs> even if on drugs, I can't do it. This movie made yeah. it happen. Yeah, it was dude. that bad. And what a yeah. waste of Christian Bale, by the way. What a absolute Bro, waste. I know, I know. And then they I didn't see the new Black Panther movie either. Nope, but didn't like see it. Namor. It's like they couldn't even it's like you can't give them a fucking you can't give them the the widow's peak. Come on. Well, I'm disappointed with Disney because, for example. Chadwick Boseman, I don't know if you know this or not, in China, they on the Black Panther poster, they put the black mm-hmm. mask on him. They don't want to see his black face. Or no, another one is Disney will do on the Force Awakens poster. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Um, yeah. Finn. They, yeah. t- they made him this big on the poster. And <laughs> on the normal poster, he's like everybody right, else's right, size. Right. So Disney, I have a problem with Disney for a lot of reasons. And one of the reasons is like these movies are made by committee now. You know, you don't have oh, one person yeah. like George oh, Lucas yeah. saying, this is how it's going to be. This is my vision. It's like, right. can, can we play this in China? For example, we got to take the blue ghosts out of Star Wars because they will offend people in China. Right. No, you can't. You literally can't have ghosts in movies in China mm-hmm. because of communist censorship. You just, they're not allowed. So no for me, I mean, are you a Star Wars fan at all? Uh, I mean, not I, really. I, didn't see, I, didn't like, think I, so. I know it though. Yeah. Like I'm like around it. I know it. I have friends who are into it. So it's like, I know about it. So I'm not like completely clueless or anything. But I've just if- been, you know, like Kathleen Kennedy, right? George Lucas puts her in charge after he sells it to Disney and she mm-hmm. just sends it into the toilet, right? It's um, the force is female. And you, you you blew the chances with all the original characters in these Dude, uh, sequel what? movies. They never had all three of them in a scene together. Exactly. That's crazy. What? And wild it's wild and you'll never get that chance again you know because oh, she's gone I now i know i know they totally blew it although i will say i'm gonna be a little lame here i am a raylo stan i'm a raylo stan i'm gonna admit it that was the only thing that had me going watching those movies yeah was, was the raylo so you, you saw them then you saw the sequel movies you saw all mm-hmm. three of them mm-hmm. were you one of these people that was disgusted by the last jedi or you're like i don't care it's just like star wars doesn't matter to me for me i was disgusted i said i'm done with star wars right. at this point i'll see the last one just to see how bad it's gonna be and, and laugh at it but right right i was yeah i mean yeah i wasn't invested in it so i was just like ah, oh, whatever Blah. one of my favorite channels is doomcock you know who that is uh, yeah. overlord dvd oh my god mm-hmm. you, 
He is a, so I, I love watching YouTube. Um, I have about a thousand channels I love to watch. And, mm -hmm. and a lot of them, like for example, Doomcock has insiders within Lucasfilm and Disney. And he was, oh. he, he, he knew the whole last Jedi yeah. script before they released it. And I was telling everybody, this is how bad it's going to be. And nobody believed me. And then they came out of the movie and they're like, Doomcock was right. So there's a whole online community of like, do you know, like nerd erotic or drunk C3PO, any of these people? Mm -hmm. Okay. So this whole YouTube community of people that are like geeks and gamers and, um, and they're, and they're also into the parks too. Are you a, do you go to Disney world or Disneyland? Are you a Disney person? No, no, I am not a Disney adult. Uh, you have, to, I can't do it sober. Yeah. I'm I mean, not I've a been, fan. I've yeah. been. But I haven't been since they did the new Star Wars thing. Um, but uh, it's ugh, it gives me the creeps, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been, uh, Disney's been uh, very disappointing, and like I said, Lucasfilm. So in this new, uh, do you like Indiana Jones? Oh my God, we don't need that. They're about to make him travel through time, and they're going to no. make him Hold both. On. He's going to meet himself, and he's going. They're both going to die, and then the woman character is going to take Indy's hat, and she's going to become the new Indiana Jones. I don't. Nobody wants it. Nobody needs it. So what do you think about that, though? Like the MCU? Have you heard this term, like the Marvel oh, Cinematic the, Universe? The MCU, the though, because MCU. the fourth, it's all women now. It's all, oh, they're, they're yeah. trying to pick these women characters, especially after these Disney Plus shows, too. I don't yeah. I do not do Disney Plus. I, I did it initially when it first came out to check it out. And I and especially the Star Wars shows, like they yeah. ruined Boba Fett. They ruined, um, what was the other show they did that was horrible? Oh, Obi-Wan. The Obi-Wan yeah. show, I didn't watch it, but I could just tell by the reviews it was just atrocious. I haven't seen the Star Wars shows, but I, the last M MCU whatever show, Disney Plus show was I watched was Moon Knight. And that was like, I'm done. Yeah. I was like, this sucks. That was I bad. <laughs> and what a waste of Oscar Isaacson too, because he's wow, a really good actor. Like he's such a great actor, and then he keeps getting involved in these. You know, when he was like Apocalypse and X Men, and it's like they just buried him under fifty pounds of makeup, and it was like mm. ridiculous and a terrible movie. And then he was in Moon Knight, and he was just like, and he was he is a good actor, and he was trying his best, but like they just didn't, in my opinion, like get the character or bring the the charisma and charm. And the problem I think with a lot of the Disney stuff is like they can't just. They have a real tough time just keeping it simple and like keeping like like Moon Knight's a man of the streets. Like we don't we don't need to say it's not saving the world. I never even heard of Moon Knight until the Disney saving show. The fucking world here, you know, but he's like an insane Batman in white who's like got some multiple personality situation going on. Um, and he's real kooky. And again, he's just like kind of more of a man on the street, you know, and that's what I want to see. I don't need to see. He doesn't need to save the universe. We don't need to. Uh, it's just mm -hmm. too much they're always trying to do too much another thing i don't like about the disney shows is they only do like six episodes so like what kind of story arc can we have and like did you watch she hulk are you a fan of that no i didn't watch it i mean i am a fan of the the charles soul she hulk comics and and things like that but i'm not in the character i like jennifer mm -hmm. walters but i'm not like i didn't watch the show it just you know it, i'm sure it was fine but i just can't do like uh, i don't know it's got to be really good now for me if i want to like waste my time <laughs> if i'm mm -hmm. gonna waste my time i want it to be like the good shit yeah i'm the same way and after learning that disney is just going to keep doing this over and over i said i'm done with disney well it's it's over it's I not mean, good like, they're not creative I, I feel like it's it's not and i feel like it's all i mean i don't know how much longer the physical comics are going to be made to be honest with you i mean like the monthly situation like i i don't know like, okay let's just talk, let's we can talk that. about 
I don't, I'm not a comic book person. I haven't been for a long time at least, but mm-hmm. um, the woke stuff going into the comic books is what's killing it. From my opinion, watching it from the sidelines, which is Marvel's trying to put out stuff that it, to pander certain audiences and the actual comic book buyers aren't interested in that. Or do you know what I'm talking about? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not reading the X-Men anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, because like of I- stuff like that. I mean, that was just, I mean, it's just goofy stuff and like stuff that's like, it's not even just, I mean, yeah, there's woke stuff for sure. That's like really annoying and, and whatever, but I mean, there's just like, just well, it didn't have like SJW it, characters like, though. Like I, I, I had to pull it up, but I'm sure they had like these crazy, like SJW characters where it was like their, their, superpowers, like feelings and stuff. It was like, what the hell oh, is this? Oh yeah. I heard about that. I didn't, I didn't, that's I didn't what saying. see it. I was just like, whatever, dude, like it's, you know, I just really like it when they tell a fun story with the characters I like, and I like to see them having their interpersonal relationships and see their little drama triangles and stuff like that. And that's what I like. And I, and I feel like now, and it's not just comic books. I feel like it's, it's everywhere. It's all media. Everyone's trying to like push their political agenda in a very overt ham fisted way. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. I mean, art, that's what art is for is like putting your ideas into. Okay. Like, I'm not saying that that there's something wrong with that, but there's a way to do it right. And to put it in there in a, in a nice subtle way, while you still also have a story going on and all this mm-hmm. other stuff that's like, keeps it entertaining. You get a spoonful of sugar. It helps the medicine go down, but now it's just, there's no sugar. It's just bitter medicine. Right. It's just too <laughs> inclusive. It's inclusive to the point where it's um, like, for example, I always like Star Trek, the next generation. I don't know. Yes. If you like, okay. I think that's the oh. best of all the Star Trek's the best written. Yes. It's the classic. It's there's no better than that. Hard and that, be- and you've got all kinds of diversity. You've got women, you've got black people, you've got, people of other races mm-hmm. um and it's not like a big deal it's not, it's a, not oh a oh he's a but it, it, he's gay he's black he's uh whatever it's it, you know like it's, it's not so much about race now it's more about sexuality actually i think is the problem like i don't care if you're gay like okay fine you're gay that's for you to live and deal with however you want to do it you're lesbian okay fine <laughs> i don't care i don't care oh yeah. you're tr- i don't you're, so to like what do you think about for example when somebody says like they have a handicapped character, but they want a real non-handicapped person to play that, you know, like, mm-hmm. should you give it to the handicapped person or should you give it to the more qualified actor or actress? Right, right. I mean, yeah, it just. It's a tough call. I, I come from the school of like as somebody who produces things and actually mm-hmm. makes things, I like to hire people who can do the job. Right. And so, I mean, if say you have uh you know uh, a blind character or something and you have a blind actor who can do the job and do a good job great hire him you know whatever that's how i am too yeah get the best person for the job get the best person you can but if that person is not a blind person and there's somebody else who does a better job at it well then mm-hmm. you should hire them maybe you know? Right. I don't know you know just like who can do the job like who can do the job well because yeah. it's all about like getting it done at the end of the day because making stuff is hard it's hard yeah. <laughs> so you need a good team of people to make stuff I just love um, following these narratives, these stories. Like, for example, I watched one a, a story before Black Panther came out, which was black people were saying white people stay out of the theaters the first week. All right. Sit, let the black people go. <laughs> That's what people were doing on TikTok. They were, I have like 10 videos of black women being like white people stay home and let the black people go first. And then you can go. I'm like, no, no, no. That's not what you want to do. You want everybody to go the first week. So it has a high number. Right, right. You got that. You need that box office sale so that it can stay in the theater and that you can get more Black Panther movies. 
You know? So Disney's in a Disney's got a problem because they've offended all the conservatives and they've offended all their uh, liberals too. You know. Yeah, uh, I know, I know. It'll be really interesting to see what happens with that company over the next few years. I'm very fascinated to see what happens because I mean, there is a point where it's like, again, um, you are you know businesses are businesses and they have to make money, mm-hmm. and so you can only lose money for so long until right until the the board members have to to do something different so i feel like companies inherently are about profit so i feel like uh if things aren't making money and you know they're doing things that are kind of losing they can only do that for so long until they're going to be forced to do something different right that's kind of my theory that's really the hope that the market tries to correct itself you know people want to make money and uh, they say well this is we're losing money on buzz lightyear we're losing money on uh, and whatever I don't know whatever, whatever movies they're making anymore. The Dumbo, you know, right. let's take a cartoon and, and make the live version of it because we're that uncreative anymore. We don't know what to do but just to repackage the stuff we've right, already done. Right, right. Let's make the Little Mermaid black. All right, let's see how that does. Stuff like that, you know, it causes div- division and it's divisive. And um, my theory well, is, they, I mean, I get that they want like the clickbait, you know, like like I think like especially after like that the all female Ghostbusters movie. How do you feel about that? Sony- I, I hated it. Um, I think that, you know, the true vision of progress is men and women working together and using right. their unique differences to help each other. And I think that that's really progressive. I don't think that, you know, replacing all men with all women is like progress. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't see that. Um, so I wasn't a big fan of it. But the way that Sony spun this bad movie into this like, oh, virtue signal you're a misogynist if you hate it thing blah 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 like you know people other companies have seen that and learned from that and so they're like oh we want to create these false um i don't know what the word is for it these false yeah. uh, I know. controversies yeah and try to get people people whipped up so that they'll talk about it and get mad about it on twitter so that we can get free advertising because i think they actually believe it though i think they believe what they're selling which is my theory is this Movies take what three or four years to produce, like to come up with an idea, get the people out, make the movie, yeah. can it, edit it, put it out there, yeah. market it, blah blah blah. It takes three or four years, yeah, on, on average, maybe three on average. And so, Disney had all this, you know, people loving them five or six years ago, right? They hadn't gone down this hole of like super woke progressive mm-hmm. stuff, and so they put a little bit of progressive stuff out a couple of years ago, and like, oh, people like this, it's okay, this is the way the world's going. And, and again, I think you know, people within Disney also do want to push an agenda, but I think that initially they think we can make money doing this like this is the way the world's going and we're going to lead the way doing it and three years later you get a couple of movies that are stinkers but you've already got other movies still coming down the line yeah after that and so we're, we're, we're i think we're finally reaching the end of um these bombs because like for example warner brothers pulled the catwoman movie or whatever it was or was it a batgirl was it a batgirl, oh, it a batgirl movie, batgirl movie yeah. yeah they didn't even yeah. they shot the movie and then they said we're gonna we're never gonna show <laughs> like, this thing like no it's like all java we're not even it was like whoa like that's a move sony and a half sony learned with ghostbusters because they didn't put the in the box set they didn't mm-hmm. they, they, they didn't include the woman one they said oh, you can really? have that as a digital download they and people wow. were so pissed about that the, the you know people that really wanted that woke one in there mm-hmm. They, but they didn't ruin the box set. They put the, the the Ghostbusters one, the two, and then the one they put out recently that was actually pretty good. I didn't see oh, it. Oh, yeah, but the afterlife. Pe- people yeah. liked it. I didn't it was, see it. It was better than the other one, but it was, like, not great either. It right. There's, like, things that are like, wait, what? Like, wait, what? Like, uh. And then there was, like, way too much of, like, the girlfriend and, like, Finn Wolfhard. I was like, I don't care about them. Like, get mm-hmm. back to, like, the little Egon girl. The little Egon girl, I loved her. Mm-hmm. 
I loved her. She was fantastic. More of her and her little friend. And who's like Ray, like her little friend was like a little analog of Ray. So it's like, okay, give me Egon, little girl, Egon and little boy, Ray. I don't give a fuck about her teenage brother and his like stupid girlfriend. Like Mm. I do not (laughs) know. And the mom was such a bitch in that movie. God, she was such a fucking bitch. Ugh. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I felt bad for the kids. I was like, damn, she sucks. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rudd barely did anything. Why was there many marshmallow men? I don't fucking know. It doesn't make any sense. To, to have the marshmallow men in there, you know, to sell toys. I know. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know why, but I right. mean, it's just like, but, and the thing is, the sad is like, you can make it work. You can have many marshmallow men and have it make sense in your movie if you just write it correctly. <laughs> right. Happened. But yeah, I mean, Warner Brothers has learned. They pulled the the, the right. Batwoman movie. They learned, okay. And then uh, Sony has learned. They didn't put that shit in the box set. And they're not, Paul Feig will never work for them again. That's a guarantee. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of people say that, that Paul Feig will never be handed oh, really? anything like that again. He That was a bomb. That was a huge yeah. bomb. And then he got on TV and was talking so much shit about it too. And that's another thing I hate. Disney getting ahead of their fan base saying, you're trash, you're racist. Like for example, the Obi-Wan, with the black woman as the you know antagonist, right? I don't know if you watched that, but mm-hmm. Obi Wan was going against a black uh, woman that was basically working for Darth Vader. I didn't see the yeah. show, but I, I got the gist of it. Mm-hmm. People hated that, hated oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Kathy Kennedy has flushed Star Wars. They're, they they paid four billion dollars for it, and they flushed it right down the toilet. Yeah. Because I was a hardcore Star Wars fan. Four billion dollars. Uh, right. So. so crazy. So, but the Disney has not learned yet. Right. I All think right? I think it's in the mail. I think it's in the mail for well, them. Then they bring back Bob Iger, right? They get rid of Bob Iger, who set all this shit up. He bought all these brands. He put Disney in a massive hole by buying Fox. Massive yeah. hole. Yeah. Okay. Like, what is it? $40 billion more than that. Um, but it's a lot of intellectual property, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got the X-Men back. You got the Simpsons. You got all kinds of stuff. They got and, Alien. They got yeah. But, uh, you know. Disney hasn't learned yet. And yeah. It, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens to Disney in the next. Well, they, they pissed off Florida. I mean, I think that, I'm not sure if this is correct, but I heard that they were, you know, trying to fuck with laws or something and like trying to kind of put their dick in politics in Florida. And then Florida was like, oh, that's cool. We're going to take away your, you know, all the tax exempt status, whatever, like your freedom of your own. Cause they like, they like Disney. World yeah. Reedy Creek. Their own. Yep like police force and they have their own it's like they're a little city state and it's I called think, rainy creek yeah so it's like was that like revoked or something so after what happened was fuck it around did they fuck around and find out disney got so out there with their gay agenda and not hiding it and uh what happened was it was the don't say gay bill that was the controversy the oh, florida okay. put out a bill saying you can't say gay basically in the classrooms right this is for children this is in the classrooms okay and and disney Disney responds back and i forget what they did but desantis comes back and says you know what you're going to act this way disney we're going to yeah we're going to really reconsider the reedy creek situation where you can self-govern yourself right 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 but i think it was just a bunch of saber rattling i don't think anything actually happened yeah yeah i don't yeah i don't know i I didn't hear what the end of that story was or how how but disney disney is pissed a lot of people off and yeah. they're supposed to be family friendly entertainment and they're pushing. Well, like, they're, they're, I mean, they have a hiring freeze right now. I mean, like it's like getting really tight over there. So yeah. mm-hmm. well, I'm right. I'm right here in the center of it. You know, I'm over here. Well, and uh, then they got, so, you know, they, have that, they brought that new guy back in. Yeah. And- well, that's what I was saying. So, yeah. So Iger, Bob Iger goes around. He buys Pixar. He buys 
um, Star Wars. He buys Fox. He buys all the intellectual properties because guess what? Disney doesn't make anything original anymore at all. Mm -hmm. And so they have to buy other intellectual properties to keep yes. their brand going. They've yeah. ruined Epcot, by the way, with IP. Epcot, oh, really? oh yeah, Epcot used to be this, this wonderful, educational, beautiful park, yeah. and, and it's, its own little world. It was Disney's kind of vision for the future that they yeah. bastardized into a park, and now it's got, um, and they're cheap versions of it, too, like the, the um, they just opened the Guardians of the Galaxy right there, which actually looks pretty cool, mm -hmm. but it doesn't belong in Epcot, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's a sore thumb there. It's a great ride, but um, they got rid of the, 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 the hotel, what's that, the tower of terror they turned it into a uh, another guardians of the galaxy ride in the one in california yeah, yeah yeah i went i went on that ride actually it was really good i will say that was like one of the best rides i went on while i was there i was like oh this is but the cool. problem with the problem with putting something like that in your park is after 10 years these things aren't proper right. anymore it's right not, it's I not know, classic yeah. right you, know, you got to gut the ride and put in something else totally so you know that's i'm gonna tell you what i'm excited for universal studios which mm -hmm. isn't too far from me they're putting in like super mario land mm -hmm. yeah cool. now see that's oh, the other thing universal's been getting it right you know um they've been outperforming disney most of the time at the theaters because they're not pushing woke agendas you know mm -hmm. that's why tom cruise did so good with top gun i love that movie because it was nothing but a yeah. good time it was a good story it was fun and it was pro-american well, well a lot of people are like it's a propagandist you know like sure thing, sure you know? it is and, and i mean it's like yeah i can see it, it does make like flying airplane look cool yeah. as fuck but you know what flying an airplane probably is cool as fuck mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like i mean i was really interested in the idea of becoming a fighter pilot when i was a really when i was a small girl and but then my eyes you know they just I didn't have 20 20 vision so that, was like, yeah. i gave up on that dream very early you know <laughs> i was like never mind but i mean you know it's like I, I thought I, about it like it seems like a cool thing but that movie was really good i'll give them that like it was just and everything connected it's real too it's real it's not like, cgi it, it was just so well done like what they did with um tom cruise's character and val kilmer's character and then how they brought goose's son into it and that's like, the thing they respected the so... original movie too that's the other uh, thing i hate about the star wars stuff and a lot of these other new movies that they're putting out they mm -hmm. don't respect the original source yeah. material they respected it and they connected to it in a very classy way and they set up a problem and then they solved the problem by the end of it. And like mm -hmm. everybody had their little moment to shine. And I thought, yeah, it was really well done. I finally watched it the other day at my sister's house and I was, I was really impressed. I didn't think it was going to be bad because everyone was telling me it was really good, but it was, it was really good. And Tom Cruise was the best he's looked in a while. I feel right. like he was just like, good for you, Tom Cruise. Cause he was, he was going crazy with the fillers for yeah. a few years. He looked nuts. And I was like, bro, like you got you got to suck that out of your face, bro. You're not fooling anybody. Like, mm -hmm. get rid of it. What are you doing? You're ruining your shit. You know, like guys get older, they get more handsome. It's not like, well, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. I couldn't understand it. But he got the filler situation figured out. And I think he was looking fantastic. Yeah, he's embraced his age. I like that. I'm I'm happy to see it. I'm here for it. <laughs> Favorite uh, Marvel movie. Favorite Marvel movie. Or top three. Top, top three. three. Top three Marvel movies. I'll give you mine. Let's see. Um, okay. I like uh, original Iron Man number three. Mm -hmm. That's my that's my third pick, not Iron Man three. So original yeah. Iron Man yeah. number three. Yeah. Yeah. Number two would be one of the Spider-Man movies. I can't figure out which one I like the most, but one of those spider probably the, the last one with the, the multiverse. Yeah. And then I like Endgame. Endgame is the yeah. best of them all because Thanos is just beating the shit out of all of them. Right. I love it. Right. I mean, Avengers is really cool because it's like 
it, they did it. Like that had never been done before where you had a whole That's bunch true. Of I forgot about that. Yeah. In one movie, I have a lot of respect for Avengers. Uh, I Joss do, Whedon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know. <laughs> he's the cinematography of that, that, the cinematography on that one's horrible though. It looks like it's filmed for TV. Well, that's just Whedon. He is that's a, true. Yeah, he's a TV guy. <laughs> but I like the Avengers a lot. Um, I like, hmm, which other ones would I say? I, I really liked um, the Winter Soldier. I thought that the oh, that was good too. Yes, oh, I'm gonna have to add a top five. Then I'm gonna add Winter Soldier, and I'm gonna yeah. add also Ragnarok too. Mm. And Thor Ragnarok is my number one. Thor really? Ragnarok is number one. Yeah, it's yeah. a good one. It's so good. And then poor, I mean, I, I thought that like, oh, Taika Waititi, but now I realize it was lining in a bottle and it really, I don't think well, they gave him, well, I, don't, I don't know about that. They gave him way too much creative freedom with the, with the, the other with, Thor movie. With the other yeah. one. That yeah. was horrible. And again, yeah. it was the, it was the whole MCU thing of she's the Thor now. She's the female you oh, know, yeah, character. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why everybody's not liking that fourth phase. I was expecting like some really cool stuff. And then I get like the Eternals. I didn't see that one. Did you see the oh Eternals? Oh my God, get out of here. Nobody wants the Eternals. Fuck off. Ugh. Yeah, no I didn't see that. So nope. I'm not excited about what Marvel's got coming. Now, did you enjoy the little bit of, I think a little, little bit of the X-Men there in uh, uh, Doctor Strange. You had like the oh. Patrick, Patrick Stewart was in there for a minute. <sighs> I mean, they love killing Patrick Stewart as... Mm. Professor Xavier. I've seen him die. What is that? The fourth time I've seen him mm -hmm. die on screen. I'm so tired of seeing him die on screen as Professor Xavier. Like, please fuck off. Like, fuck off. Like, I, I've seen it. I don't care. I so want you, him you, gone. You want a different uh, I, Professor I mean, X. I love, okay. I love, I love him as Professor X. I hate the movies that he was in, you know, like, mm -hmm. I feel like he deserved a better situation than what he got, but now he's tied to the Foxman and I just want the Foxman like, just like get rid of like go away let's just it was a bad dream like let's just not deal with it anymore you know mm -hmm. so i was i was not i was you know i was like eh, whatever get out of yeah here. get out of here guys yeah he really shit the bed with uh the card series too with the what card oh yeah 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 i i watched the first couple episodes and i, I didn't watch any of it because i knew what that yeah. guy was doing with the, the that guy i forget his name the guy that's running the star trek brand right now and the thing is like it's weird too with like paramount and like the rights do you know do you understand the situation with, with i can't even speak do you understand the situation with the rights to star trek and how there's these like different multiverses that have branched off the jj oh. abrams version and then you've got the other version with the uh, card well, and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's all well, because it was a rights issue. That's why they had to do all that stuff. It was, oh, I, I don't know the exact yeah, details yeah. of it, but you know, again, money causes, you know, creative stuff to, to turn into shit. It, yeah. it can cause issues. Yeah, it can cause issues. But I mean, talking about like something that respects, you know, like how Top Gun respected where it came from. I felt right. like when Picard I was watching Picard, like he was like, oh, I like children or something. And I was like, wait, Picard hates children. Mm -hmm. He does not like to be around children. And it's and it's not that he's a bad guy. He's just awkward around them and doesn't like them. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. that's okay. Like, so, I mean, and just seeing stuff like that right off the bat, I was like, oh, I'm out, you know. Exactly. Like, that's what I mean. Like insulting um, what the lore, what came before it. Uh, Rian Johnson did that with The Last Jedi when you had to start a story blast through the fucking other one. I'm like, come on, man. That is not, if that's the case, then just do that to the Death Star. Do it to all the Star Destroyers. Just run your ships through them at, at, at right. hyperspeed. Kamikaze it. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, come on, yeah. man. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. a Jedi now. The kid at the end, he's a Jedi. Come on, man. You're all Jedis. It's fine. It's no big deal. <laughs> so, yeah, I've had my issues. And I'm not a Doctor Who do. fan. I'm not a Doctor Who do. fan, but they've ruined that, too. 
I'm not either. So I never even had to worry about. Right. But they put, they put a woman in there and and everybody hates it now. Um, Again, nothing against women, but it's like, you know, trying to make things a certain way. I think, again, it's like a parlor trick where it's just like, oh, it's a woman now, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's this, but it's a woman or it's this, but you know, it's forced. It's forced. It it is. It is forced. And it's like, I don't mind having, you know, female characters. Obviously I love female characters, whatever, but just like, I also like having my own fucking characters, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and that's kind of, I feel like it's insulting to be like, oh, well now they're a woman. And it's like, well, why can't we just have our own characters that are like really interesting? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. why do we have to like co-op all these other characters to like make women interesting? It's like, it's kind of dumb. And it does, it is alienating for certain people. Like it's, and again, it's like going back to the Ghostbusters thing. It's like, you can have Ghostbusters who are women, you know, we can have female Ghostbusters. There's no problem with that. But it's like, they had to like go too far. And again, that's, and that too is like, to me, you can tell a man is in charge because a man's like, well, we're going to make it all women and that's how it's equal. And it's like, well, that's what a man would do. He would just take over, you know, like mm-hmm. women like to work together. And so it's like, I don't know, I just, ugh, that vision is just so bad to me. Yeah, it's just been, I forgot what I was going to say. And as a little girl, I love Ghostbusters. And like, I could always imagine myself as a Ghostbuster. Like I never had an issue just because I right. didn't see myself represented in the crew didn't mean that I couldn't like think of myself as a Ghostbuster and enjoy Ghostbusters. It's like, I, I loved them all and I thought they were great. And I was like, yeah, I could be a Ghostbuster. Let me Fine. ask you this. A lot of these properties like comic books, Marvel, DC, Star Wars, I would traditionally consider them as boys things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Properties for nerds, specifically <laughs> yeah. boys. My yeah. issue is, is they're taking something that's traditionally for boys and shoving mm-hmm. all this stuff in it that men and boys don't really traditionally want to yeah. see. And you could argue that things are changing, but that that's been another one of my issues with it. It's like, I don't want to see this. I want to see my guys. I want to see, I want to see Captain America and Thor. And I want to see these B list, C list women characters that I don't even know about. <laughs> I don't care. I don't just don't, I don't care about them. Yeah. No offense to women. It's just, I don't care. I want to see Thor. Right, right, right. Well, you might, you should. Well, that's, I mean, that's the thing is I feel like there's a concerted effort on all fronts to push men out, you know? Right. Like, oh, yeah. Like, well, I mean, that's a real anti men movement uh, over the past few years. Well, I didn't want to go there, but I mean, that's exactly what I'm getting at, which is it's, it's not everywhere. just comic books. It's just everywhere. Yeah. Right. The man, especially yeah. the white man, he's like the, the worst of the worst. And you got to make him look as weak or, or get him out of the picture completely if we can, <laughs> if possible. So I've been, I've had issues with that, which is why I said, you know what, all these progressive, you want to be progressive. You want to do this. You want to insult traditionally male brands with mm-hmm. garbage. You want to make Luke Skywalker on an Island drinking blue milk out of a, 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 a sea cow's titty. <laughs> And he's a loser that like, sits on an what? island and does nothing. I'm like, okay, fine. Dying. Then Kathleen Kennedy, you're not getting another dime of my money. Yeah, yeah. It, I used it, to have all this. This whole wall would be Star Wars stuff. Okay, right. ten years, fifteen years ago. Sadly, right. still. But well, like, okay, here's here's like a thought that I have though, because it's like, okay, like you know, you are with Star Wars, like I am with X Men, right? Mm-hmm. But like, maybe it's good that they're being destroyed, and like we can just leave and move on and focus on better things and just like I don't know like I'm, I'm trying to think of it in a positive way because it's just I mean even though I say this now because if a shitty X-Men movie comes out I'm gonna be just like you and I'll be like what the fuck you know yeah. <laughs> like, I'm freaking out but but I'm just like you know what maybe it's time to let go you're maybe absolutely right new things I'm glad maybe, you said that it, you I'm know? glad you like, said that because I I see things as I move through reality like it's a 
personal connection with God and everything is a reflection of me in a way. And at certain points, it's time to grow up. Mm-hmm. And I could accept, I'm like, you know what? I get it. I can't hold on to this forever. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I don't need to be buying Star Wars toys, right. playing video games time 50. Okay. Maybe I need to stop. And this is a good right. stopping point. Thank you, Rian Johnson and Kathleen Kennedy and every JJ right. uh, Abrams. Thank you for just mm-hmm. shitting on and destroying my childhood because now I can let it go. And I don't now have I to can worry let about it. Go. I, Thank I gotta, you. I'm free I I, now. I, I I'm unshackled. <laughs> exactly. I don't have to be at toys, toys R Us at 10 o'clock in the morning to get that yeah. new figure, you know? So yeah, totally. thank you. Totally. And that yeah. frees you up to like explore new things. And, and again, too, I think it is time for, um, like you were talking about earlier, like they're just recycling and regurgitating like all of these IPs. And I feel like that, that, you know, is it's a trick you can only use for so long. And that is going to also fail at some point. And like, mm-hmm. it, it is time for new things. And I think that there will be a renaissance and there'll be a whole bunch of new stuff in the future. And I'm looking forward to it. And I hope, hopefully maybe I can be a part of some of that new stuff. Me too. Take I'm also... some of the things that I love and kind of like, you know, like put it in some new thing, you know, where you like take it and then you kind of like make it better and, you know, make it new and mm-hmm. repackage it and da, 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 you know, for the, for the times and the people. I don't know. We'll see. You know, it could be cool. Could we be will cool. see. We will see. We will we see what will happens. See. Um, ten years see. online doing comic book stuff. What have you learned? Yes. What have I learned? Well, what's your takeaway from what you've been doing over the past, like I said, ten years? I, man, I'm just like really grateful to have been here and to have shared this journey with all of these different people online, and we've all been in our lives for again like a decade. And I think that that's just like the most magical part of it for me is just being able to like be in people's lives for like this long and have these like weird kind of para relationships with them and see them grow and them see me grow. And we're all kind of like pushing each other forward. And, you know, people, a lot of times are like, oh, you know, what about those comments you get and are men saying gross things to you online and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, really? No. Like, I mean, not to say there aren't trolls or there aren't like people who have shit to talk. There's always shit talkers. It's the internet. But by and large, like my audience is just been so wonderful and so supportive. And most of my audience is male. I think about 80% or so is male. And I've never felt like this whole, like, oh, men are trying to keep women down. I feel like all of those guys are always cheering me on and they want to see me succeed. And I'm just very grateful for their support and their presence in my life. And I'm hope that, you know, I've been able to bring something to their lives as well. Awesome. And I, I, I feel the same way about my little journey and my little world of online on Instagram, but I'm moving to YouTube and I wish you 10 more years of great online content creation, whether it's YouTube or the platforms yet to come, or maybe you yeah. create your own, you know, you never know. Kind I'm of trying do. to get in that documentary filmmaking biz this year. So, okay. Any, any, anything you like to talk about, like a subject matter you're thinking about doing or. Yes. I'm debating whether I should tell it, say it now. Cause I've been kind of like holding off on like announcing what I'm going to do. Cause I'm going to have a, like either a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo in March. And, um, I'm just like, so excited about it. And I don't want to, I'm afraid if I say what it yeah, is, don't say it. Don't say it. it. Nah, don't but say I have it. a great idea for a documentary and it's in the wheelhouse of things that I, that I'm already doing. It's something that I feel like my audience will also really appreciate. And other people who don't know who I am would also really appreciate it. Is it uh, comic book related? Kind of. Yes. Okay. It's, it's in, it's in that whole nerdosphere. So um, I'll be like kind of, and just kind of doing what I do already 
where I take something and like really talk about it and get in depth about it and be like, hey, like, let me present to you why this is so important. This is an important piece of art. Let's talk about it and why it's important and why this is such an achievement you know, in the world. And let's do some interviews too, because it would be cool to be able to get out of this studio and mm-hmm. be able to go out and interview different people. I already have a few people lined up that I want to interview and then hopefully like maybe even go to another country and interview people. Um, so, you know, I think that I've, I've done it on YouTube. I feel really great about what I've done. I'm ready for the next step and I'm ready for a new challenge. And I feel like documentary filmmaking will be it for me. Uh, and interesting, interesting enough. I've moved to that too. I'm making, um, online, the content you crave. I'm working on a nine 11 documentary, but it's nothing I'm filming. I'm taking other people's content and making it into something new, oh, very T- cool. telling a story that way, because there's just so much content on telegram and I just oh, download, yeah. like I've, I've been oh, making yeah. the Kanye videos. I've got a whole thing I'm working on there. Oh, but, yeah. um, do you, that's well, a lot. That's a big ball of wax. Yeah, it is. And it, it's still <laughs> going. He's missing now. Nobody knows where he's at, but I've heard that. yeah. Hopefully he's alive. He's going to turn up dead. I know. I'm like, is he going to turn up dead? Is he going to like, ah? we're never going to, is he going to go get a, another identity and go fly to the jungles and live somewhere mm-hmm. else? I don't know. You know, we'll see. Well, it's been a blast. Comic book girl, 19 on YouTube, Danica X I X on yes. Instagram. Yes. You can see her at comicbookgirl19.com. And what was it? Well, any, what else are we promoting? Anything else? What are the other websites? Let's see here. Um, I've got my your entire, merchandise. Uh, oh yeah, DanicaXIX.BigCartel.com. My tarot cards are on there, and then I also have um, some eight by tens and some other like Dune Club related stuff. I've done a lot of Dune book clubs uh, and some other like little tchotchkes. There's so much there. we could have got into tonight, but we're going to save it for part two. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, but yeah, you can find me on there. I'm on Patreon.com/DanicaXIX. Uh, Twitter, Danica XIX, Instagram, Danica XIX, and all that good stuff. So. Have you ever floated before we go? Oh, yes. I have floated. Uh, I've floated a few times. I would like to go back and float, but it is, you know, a little expensive. So, Where, where'd you float? My first float was actually, I saw that you tweeted today that Crash. I was going to say, yeah, Float Lab. Crash has passed away and Float Lab was the first place that I floated. And I actually, I got there really early because the traffic here is crazy. So I just like didn't want to sit in traffic. So I got there a bit early and then I kind of called and I was like, hey, I couldn't find the place. I was like, where is it? And Crash was there and he came down and uh, he was like, hey, you want to come hang out my place? And so I went up to his place upstairs and he was living in this insane like studio with like mm-hmm. all this crazy art and like sculptures and weird shit everywhere. And we smoked some weed together. And then um, and then another guy showed up and then he got us ready for the float and told us all the all the rules. And then the guy like he made fun of this guy. It was so funny. This guy was like, oh, trying to brag to him about how he's a master of astrology now. And he's like, what did you say? <laughs> he's mm-hmm. like, didn't, and, like the guy didn't want to say I'm a master again. Like mm-hmm. you totally punked him in front of me. And I was like, oh, it was so uh, funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was such a sweetheart. So it's well, that's cool. You got to meet him. Away. I did yeah. get to meet him. Anybody. Joe Rogan interviewed him and you can see actually the place you hung out on the Hamilton Morris interview where he mm-hmm. Hamilton Morris goes and floats and he goes at the float lab and he's up there in that spot you're talking about hanging out above uh, the place. But well, that's so awesome. On the next podcast, we'll talk about that. We'll get into yeah. a little bit more because I have a lot more things I could talk about, but I feel like this is a good stopping point. We're about an hour and a half in. Yeah, for sure. And um, it's getting late for me too. So I'd love all right. To come well, back. 
yeah, Comic Book Girl 19. Check her out. Uh, YouTube is the main spot, and she's got lots of videos. If you're oh. into Dune, go Ooh, ahead. Oh, and Twitch. Twitch. Twitch, uh, yeah. TV slash Danica XAX on Saturdays. I do Mystery Danica Theaters where we watch movies together, and I sometimes I talk through them. Sometimes Sit Silently is a really good movie, and it's just a weird time. So come hang out. Well, you're awesome. Uh, thank you for joining me. Thanks for following me on Instagram and in, uh, enjoying the memes. I always the enjoy. Memes, bro. I always enjoy seeing your likes and comments. So yes. always a yes. pleasure. Glad to finally have you on. And Absolutely. You are enlightened. God bless and have a great night. Um, yes. Hang it up. Bye bye. Thank you.